0: In our gospel today, there are really two different movements that happen. It's almost as if we're hearing two parts of a story. And at first glance, we might ask ourselves, well, how are they connected? In the very first part of the gospel today, Jesus sends the disciples away. He had just fed the 5,000 or more, and he wants to send the disciples away so that he can have this time to be with his father and to have this communion, this relationship with his Father in heaven. So he sends the disciples away. And then as those disciples go out in their boat and they're on the water, the waves begin to well up and they become very frightened. But yet Jesus comes to them and says to them and gives them peace as he tells them to take courage that it was him. These two different events, what could they possibly have in common? I think that what it is is the very fact of being alone with God, because that's what Jesus did, that Jesus, who is the Son of God, who is God himself, says, brothers, I need you to go away so that I can have a little time to be with my Father. I might be an extrovert, but I need a little introvert time, is what I think Jesus was saying. And then he's alone with his Father in prayer. And secondly then in our gospel then as we hear at the very end that Peter is alone with Jesus we could say. That as he's walking on water and then he begins to sink it's just him and Jesus. Yes the other disciples are there but he has that aloneness those very brief moments that he's with the Lord to be alone with God. I know that that's something that maybe we all need from time to time in our life, because sometimes we probably come to a breaking point. For some people, they might call it a midlife crisis. For others, maybe a nervous breakdown. For others, maybe just being overwhelmed, overtaxed, overburdened with their daily affairs. And maybe then it's time to have that aloneness with the Lord. I know that in the very first year that I was ordained a priest, just you know, a little over two years ago now, that... The first few months, the pastor was away quite a bit, and uh, it was this one month, and he was away for three weeks, and I kind of had charge of the parish, and wouldn't you know that there were little crises that were happening in the parish at that time. So it was event after event were compounding upon one another. And There came a point one day that I reached that breaking point with some interactions that I had, and I wondered, what am I supposed to do right now? And I did two things. The first was that there was a community of two brothers, two priests, who lived on uh, Lake Bunimore. They were monks. So I went to one of them, and I said, could you hear my confession? Really shared with him the anger and everything that I was experiencing with the recent events, really to lay it down, to hand it over to God. And the second thing was, was that there was an adoration chapel nearby, and so I went there. Typically, people might go to an adoration chapel for half an hour, an hour, but that day, because of everything that had happened over the past month, I spent a little over two hours in that chapel, really, to get away, to be alone with God, to sort through all those things that had happened, to talk to God about that anger that I was having towards a certain individual. And in that time of prayer, it was as if it was like that silent whisper that our first reading talks about, that I could almost say that I heard the voice of God say to me this phrase, that sometimes I allow you to become broken so that I can put the pieces back together. That at that moment when I had reached that breaking point, that I went to be alone with God and allowed God to make sense of it all, to help me to find where he was and to reclaim that peace that I was searching for. It was because it was my Peter moment, that as Peter's walking on the sea, as he's walking on the water, he begins to look around, he's frightened, he's no longer looking at Jesus, but looking at everything else around him. And because he's no longer focusing on being alone with the Lord, that then he begins to sink. So he had to cry out, Lord, save me. That's what I think happened to me. That as I looked around and saw all these different exterior things, I wasn't looking at the Lord. And like Peter said, Lord, save me. It's in these moments that maybe we feel that there's no one that can understand what we're going through, that only we know what it is, that no one else could help us. But the fact is, is that the Lord of the universe, that our God is with us in those moments, that even though we might feel alone, God is with us, and that Jesus comes to us just as he came to Peter, as he came to those disciples. There's a spiritual writer that I read and, you know, on Facebook they have that time hop thing where you can see posts from the past years. There was a quote that came up this past week as I looked through the time hop and it was from one of my favorite spiritual writers and she said this, that if I was the only person in the world, I would not be alone if there was a tabernacle in the church. The idea there that Jesus is there in the tabernacle, that she wouldn't be alone if, if there was one tabernacle. So we come together on Sunday as we come to Mass, week in and week out. We come to this church, and we're not alone. That Everything we've experienced this past week, we can share with the Lord Jesus here in this place and to ask him to make sense of it all. And maybe if we have to, to cry out, Lord, save me. We need to be like Elijah, who hears that whisper of God's voice. We have to be like Jesus, who is alone and fosters that relationship with his Father in heaven, to be like Peter, who is alone and forms that relationship with Jesus. Maybe this week, each day, take two or three minutes to simply be alone with the Lord and to talk about whatever it is that's happened in the day or in the week and to ask him to help you. And maybe like Peter, we'll have to cry out, Lord, save me.